Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. Curry gets it, the lights go out. The game is over, and we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7, the game. Over into Chris Paul, Draymond goes up for a little token pressure. They'll dribble it out, and this one is over here in the Valley of the Sun. Final score, the Phoenix Suns 104, and the Golden State Warriors 96. The big showdown has come to an end, and it belongs to the Phoenix Suns. The Suns extend their winning streak, tying a franchise record with their 17th consecutive win. Tonight, they go even with the Golden State Warriors. Both teams now atop not only the Western Conference, but the best records in the NBA at 18-3. and Hi again, everybody. This is Dan Avone, and welcome to the Warriors wrap-up as the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns in this much, much-anticipated game I can't recall And we had talked about this last night of a regular season game that had this level of anticipation. The Golden State Warriors in this contest, we're going to break it down. And by the way, we will open up the phone lines, 888-957-9570 if you want to get into this. And we will let you chime in and talk about tonight's big loss to the Phoenix Suns. By the way, just to keep things right in perspective, we're still in late November. We're 21 games in. I know we're just past the quarter pole. But there is so much basketball left, including a game coming up on Friday night against this same team, the Phoenix Suns. This time, the home-and-home comes back to the Bay Area at Chase Center. The Golden State Warriors in this contest, you know, if you want to play the stats and get into these sort of things, there's one number that will stick out above all others, and it's ugly. And that's 23, as in 23 turnovers, which led to 19 points on the part of the Phoenix Suns. You just cannot, in any sport that has a game with an asterisk next to it, a game this big against the Phoenix Suns, a team that is so good defensively, and their defense certainly had a lot to do with it. You cannot turn it over 23 times. Juan Toscano Anderson, if you've ever listened to me, I'm effusive about this guy. Love him. He represents O-Town. He's Oakland through and through. Tonight, it almost looked like this moment was too big for him. 
It just looked as though he was too amped. And you could see Steve Kerr sticking with him, saying, I'll let you play through the mistakes because I know you're going to get to the other side and do something well for this team. And it never happened. This game was just a little bit too big, which is good. There has to be a level of experience for these guys. And then when it comes to Draymond Green, who's so good for this team, I mean, he is he's the quarterback. He's a big part as to why they're as good as they are this year. But tonight, not good. And he continues. It's always with Draymond Green. Or so it appears that when he turns the ball over, he sort of checks out mentally, and it always happens in rashes. I mean, he doesn't just turn it over once. Sort of inexplicably, he follows that up with like three or four more in key possessions. The Warriors lose it. Final score of 104-96. to Let's not waste any more time and get out to the phone lines. I want to check in with Al Amita, and Al wants to talk about the Warriors' loss tonight to the Phoenix Suns. Al, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Al, you there? Al, but man, you there. You have to turn down your radio, I think, first of all. All right, come on. If you're going to call into these things, you should know by now, man. That's 101. You got to turn down the radio. 888-957-9570. Al, yeah, we'll give you another opportunity. We got some phone lines open as the Golden State Warriors lose it tonight. Now, there's a lot of things you can point at. First of all, Steph Curry. Oftentimes, the Warriors will go the way of Steph, and Steph finished with 12 points. However, we have seen nights where Steph has finished with that exact same number, 12 points against the Toronto Raptors. But it was Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole that picked it up and with a difference in the contest. But tonight, Jordan Poole is there. Andrew Wiggins gets a pass. Andrew Wiggins, if you're wondering why, Andrew Wiggins, who has been so good since that Minnesota game with the energy bringing it just about each and every night, I know it's something that every Warrior fan is looking, you know, has been looking forward to and getting from Andrew Wiggins tonight. He was listed as questionable going into this contest because of back spasm. So he gets a hall pass, but Andrew Wiggins just was not Andrew Wiggins tonight. All right, let's, the phone line is stacking up. Let's go back out, 888-957-9570. We will get to you. Hang in there, but let's start with Robin in the city. Robin, one of our faves. What's going on, Robin? What would you see tonight? And welcome to the show. Okay, Dan, I always have to watch these games a second time because I was caught up in the moment. So, yes, the um, the turnovers, you cannot do that, and the lack of execution. But what I also see, and you tell me if I'm wrong now, I have to watch it again, is that that second unit actually, I, I'm not blaming. Sometimes you just lose by, by you know, you get outplayed, you get outplayed, okay? But within that second unit, they, they need a playmaker to me because it just seems like the lack of execution. And that's where Iggy comes in. It just seems like uh, no one knows where to go. The ball kind of stops a little bit. And then they started um, to – they lack of transition play and they, they – they, 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 that tempo. But more importantly, too, I think – this is a learning lesson when you look at growth and where they come from now, today. You know, from uh, one through three with the words is great, but it's the four through uh, seven or whatever that you question. So those are the types of things I see. I'm not really – I'm disappointed, but I'm not really mad because I see it as growth. But they're going to have to, to me, I think they're going to have to cut off – if they can, you just said to that, cut off CP3 because he's their primary playmaker so that they can uh, stop Aiden with those easy uh, uh, layups because of the size. Uh, that's what I see. You tell me what you think. Bye, baby. Robin, you're spot on. Once again, like always, we expect nothing less. The loss of Iguodala, it's just, it's insurmountable because how significant of what he, and it's not stuff that shows up in the stat, but you're right. He understands pace. He understands tempo. And it's something that CP3 does as well, if not better than anybody, and is as good as, 
anybody that's ever played the game in that regard. And that's what Iguodala does. He just he gives you assurances when the ball's in his hands. You feel as though, all right, there's an adult in the room. The teacher's back in class. We can all get back to our respective positions, and we all feel good because something good is going to happen. And not having Iguodala, as well as Damian Lee, was significant. But listen, the Suns were without Devin Booker. One area, Robin, that I might disagree with you is that second unit, with Jordan Poole was in that game and Steph Curry was on the bench along with GP2, that's when the Warriors were at their best tonight. Jordan Poole finished with 28 points. I almost feel as though, to a certain degree, because Poole is now ex- he's now establishing himself as being legit. All right, We've seen enough basketball where this guy's filling it up enough. And he, look, it, he's still growing. But there, there are times where I feel as though Steve Kerr may have to get to a point where he recognizes, you know what, Steph Curry is our guy. He's the best shooter to ever do it. We're going to live and die with him. But if there's nights when you're off, Steph, I'm going to hand the keys to the kid. I'm going to let him play in the big moments. I'm not going to go back to Steph Curry and say, Curry, I know you've had an off night, but just go ahead and let it rip because I know it's coming. Sometimes, and maybe this is going to build in terms of confidence and trust over the next couple of games, weeks, or months, but maybe you turn to Jordan Poole and say, Steph, it's all right. Jordan Poole, you take us home. Because I feel as though towards the end of the game, in the latter moments, it was Poole as well as Kerr that were deferring to Steph Curry and expecting Steph Curry to pull that proverbial rabbit out of his hat. But I tell you what, Steph was off, but you got to tip your hat to Mikhail Bridges. Because as the Warriors have a GP2 to lock up people on opposing teams, Mikhail Bridges is that guy for the Phoenix Suns. He played in 41 minutes of this game, and he had two points. So you might ask yourself, what the hell is a guy doing in a game for 41 minutes? He finished with just two points. Well, I just told you. He was there for one reason, and that's to go get in the jock of Steph Curry. Let's give Al another shot. Back out to Alameda, and let's check in with my man, Al. Welcome to the show. What's going on, Al? Hey. Hello? Al, go ahead. Yes, hey, can you hear me? I got you. Okay, yes, I, I'm calling. The first caller there, uh, she kind of she got my, uh, my, my part there. Listen. I, I I get what you guys are trying to say about Curry. Well, you know they double team him, and and what happened there? He's he's forcing things. He turns over all that stuff and air ball. I see him. I never seen him make like two or three uh, air ball in in a game. Okay, he's like he's panicking in there. When he was gone, I think we were like plus eleven, and when he was in, he were like we were like minus thirteen, and like you said. Maybe he should sit down and let the other guys play. You know, Garrett Payne, he, he was he was he was uh, he was good in there doing defense, all that stuff. Jordan Poole, he was shooting threes, and and the substitution. I don't know. Uh, we gotta. I think we gotta change them sometimes. And like back then, you know, Curry would play the whole first quarter, and he'll come back in about five six minutes. Now he'll play like six minutes. He'll come out and then come back like in about a minute and a half, which is he's cold. He's not warmed up yet. Come on. And so he, he cannot do that. You could give him at least two or three minutes to get warmed up. That substitution there has got to change sometimes. And, and Otto, he's got to play more time in there. And Looney, he's, he's doing good there. He just uh, doesn't have a stamina in there. We need big guys in there. We need Weissman. And, and we, we need someone else in the bench out there who to take over. Like you said, Curry, he needs to sit down sometimes when he doesn't have it. Just let the other guys take over. 
Thank you. All right, Al. Good job. Yeah, minus 17 for Steph Curry tonight. And, yeah, Otto Porter was big. And, listen, Steph Curry is still your guy. There's just going to be nights like this, and a lot of it's attributed to Mikhail Bridges. I guarantee you this. I don't know if you're a betting man or woman, but on Friday night, Steph is just going to kick Mikhail Bridges' butt. I mean, you give that man incentive, and he's just quietly going to walk onto the floor and say, dude, I'm going to carve you up because you are not doing that to me twice. Rest assured, you talk about bounce-back games, I could be wrong, but watch out for Steph going for 40 to 45 and dancing the whole time and right in the face of Mikhail Bridges. Because I don't, as good as you are, Mikhail Bridges, you're not good enough to hold Steph on consecutive nights. But again, the point being, if Steph is off, are we at a point where Jordan Poole is feeling it? And if Jordan Poole is having one of those nights just to defer to the kid and say, you know what? I have enough confidence in you. Take us home. Here are the keys. You drive us to the finish line. Not Steph tonight. Let's go back out of the phone lines and check in. Out to Lamore, Central Valley. Dre standing by, wants to talk about uh, the upset tonight to the Phoenix Suns. Dre, what's going on? And welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Long-time caller to the station, first-time caller to you, I believe. What's up, Dre? Uh, just disappointed, you know. But uh, the question you just asked kind of made me laugh. Are you a betting man? Well, I've been putting 25 on the Warriors every game for the last, I'd say, five games. <laughs> and then today I felt like I shouldn't do it, man. I just felt something. You know, they're, they're in Phoenix. But I put 25 on the Warriors on the money line. And, it, of course, it was a mistake. But I think every if I go every game with the Warriors at the end, I'm going to be ahead. It's not a ton of money. So what was the, what was the line on tonight's game? The Suns were giving up a point, point and a half. Point and a half. All right. well, they, gave me, they gave me two and a half. Now, I think if we're in Phoenix, they would have been three. You know what I'm saying? Because well, Phoenix fans were betting, but over here it was two and a half. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, uh, like, I have to agree with you. The second unit was playing great tonight. They made the two runs. They got them back in there. Uh, and I have to agree with you also. When Poole's on fire, let Poole have it rip. You know, um, Curry just didn't have it tonight. Curry's going to be the guy you're going to live or die with most nights. But sometimes Curry just has to say, let Poole shoot that ball. And um, at, towards the end, I think it was like two minutes left, he pulled up for, I don't know, four or five feet beyond the arc like Curry usually does. And that ball just went in and out. I got a feeling that that one goes in and it ends up being a closer game. But, you know, like the pregame said, you can't have that many turnovers, way too many turnovers. Mikhail Bridges, I tip my hat to that man tonight. And uh, Warriors will get him, like you said. I guarantee, I don't know if uh, Curry's going to get 40, but. I do think the Warriors will get him at home. Thanks for taking my call. All right, Dre, good job. Yeah, tonight with the 23 turnovers, and a lot of that is just typical. You know, a lot of people see the turnovers, and that's going to happen with a Warrior team. When you force tempo and you're going 94 feet and you play that way, you're going to have more turnovers than the average team. And you can't get caught up in that crap because they're 18-2, and two, so who cares? But a lot of it's unforced. And tonight on a game where it's a big game, and I really felt that it had that sort of playoff atmosphere. I don't know if you guys are down with me, but it just felt as though this game was so anticipated, so much energy, so much talk, that there were some nerves early on. And there was just some, some awkward play. JTA came into that game, man, and he just needed to be deflated. He was so amped. And I love my man. And that's why he's there. He's to interject energy. But tonight, man, it was just like 
he was doing rails. I, he was just calm down, my man. He was off the charts, and he never, you know, he never ever centered himself. And that game just got away. I, I think that tonight's game was just too big for him. He hadn't played in the contest like that, quite frankly. I know you can go back to last year. And do not think I'm hating. I'm Juan Toscano Anderson. He's one of my favorite players in the Golden State Warriors. He'll learn from this, as will a lot of these younger players. And the thing about Jordan Poole playing in these quote-unquote big games, we've seen this before. This dude is hes real deal. He's not backing down from these moments. And I felt Jordan Poole, when we saw it in that first quarter with the 16 points, a career high, finished with 28, that I felt as though they should have run some more plays for him in the second half. I think Jordan Poole could have been the guy. And, and I think that part, you know, part of what we witness here, the template for the Warriors is, hey, listen, Steph could be one of 50. We're still going to feed him because at some point he's going to go off. And I get it because, you know, history proves that that's the case. Want to get in and talk about the bigs and the lack thereof. DeAndre Ayton finished with 24 points. Felt as though he had like 35. And the Warriors and I had talked about this last night, and I've been talking about this for quite some time, and that's the absence of James Weissman. And James Weissman is still raw, right? And he's still got a ways to go. I'm just talking about having a seven-footer with a level of talent who can just match up with the other bigs in the league. Just being seven feet tall, right? And protecting a rim, getting rebounds, and just defending the other bigs. Tonight, quite frankly, hey, listen, man, I coached at the Boys and Girls Club. It was like my 11-year-olds were playing against somebody's varsity. DeAndre Ayton was like, you know, he was like a senior playing against... Seventh graders. The Warriors just didn't have anybody that can match up with them. And and this game, I talked about this last night. This game is very fundamental, man. As long as that hoop is 10 feet from the ground and the object is to put that round ball in the basket, you have a guy who's seven feet tall who can go, who's an athlete, and then you don't have anybody else that can match up with that. Well, that seven-footer with those high-percentage shots is going to crush you. That's been the name of the game going back to the days of Wilt Chamberlain. George Mikan, when there was only a few seven-footers that were patrolling the NBA at the time. And when you have someone like that of DeAndre Ayton, and I know, and the reason why last night, if you listen to the show, I said just watch out for DeAndre Ayton because the Warriors really haven't matched up against, they played against other big teams, teams that were bigger than, but not an athletic or a good big like that of the Joker or DeAndre Ayton because they expend so much energy and they've done such a good job in terms of defensive rebounding this year. But that takes so much as far as everybody choreographing and being on the same page, locking guys up, putting a body on somebody, rebounding and just blocking out. Sometimes it's nice just to be seven feet tall and rip a board simply because you're as tall as the other guy and or just to raise your arm and get in, in the, you know, the line of sight for somebody like that of a DeAndre Ayton. Or adjust his shot. The Warriors just didn't have anybody on the floor that could do that. DeAndre Ayton's good, but DeAndre Ayton, it was like candy from a baby tonight. DeAndre Ayton just simply was bigger and taller than anybody on the floor for that of the Golden State Warriors. It is not as though, oh, DeAndre Ayton, did you see that turnaround Jimmy he had? Did you see that nice move he had of the basket when he went baseline and threw down? No. He just simply flashed into the middle. They got him the ball, and he hit a jump hook from about four feet away. I'm not joking. I could do that if I had his size and I was against the Warriors tonight. And I'm sure you could as well. I'll try. 
He was just simply taller than anybody on that floor for the Golden State Warriors. We knew, at least I did, that this was going to be problematic for this team. So say what you will about James Weissman. Whether he's, there's a lot of that kid's got to grow up and learn, right? And there's defensive rotations that he has to still understand at this level. But he's seven feet tall. And when an opposing team has a big and has two bigs, it's nice just to roll somebody out there that doesn't have a first name, Kavon, last name, Looney. And nothing against Kavon Looney. He was good again tonight. But, you know, and I've said this repeatedly, on a good team, Kavon Looney is a backup. He's a role player. And he's a good defensive player. He's a guy who can, believe it or not, match up one through five. I saw him locked up on Chris Paul at times. And he's good. He moves laterally, and he's good to come in and spell your starting center. Not a starter, in my estimation, for a team that's going to go to a Western Conference championship and or win another NBA title. I saw, I saw matchups tonight on a couple of occasions where Steph, Steph, got locked up with DeAndre Ayton. It was just Steph and DeAndre Ayton under the basket, and the Suns immediately recognized it. And it was an easy bucket for DeAndre Ayton. The Warriors just had no answer. They had no answer for the size of a guy who was athletic as that of a DeAndre Ayton. 888-957-9570. Again, though, this is one game. And the Phoenix Suns were without Devin Booker, right? And when he went down midway in that first half or midway in that second quarter, there, there had to be that sentiment, that sort of air that went out of the building like, oh, Warriors in the driver's seat, and the Phoenix Suns immediately rushing to a defense. Well, if we lose, we didn't have Devin Booker. Well, we don't want to hear that. The Warriors, first of all, without Iguodala, without Damian Lee, and then, of course, without Klay Thompson and James Weissman, if you want to go there. But without Devin Booker, you still got enough on this team. And that's The Suns are legit. The Suns are legit. They're about as inside out as you can get in the NBA these days. And I'm talking about the thread DeAndre Ayton, who's a throwback. This dude is not – he's not Porzingis hoisting threes because he played in Europe and grew up out there. No, this dude is – he looks like he's right out of the 1970s, man. He looks like he's right out of a magazine street ball from the 1980s. This guy plays in the paint. He's all about pick and roll. He's about garbage. He's about flushing. He's about a jump hook from no more than seven to eight feet from the hoop. And he's good. And he's good. And not only that, you complement that with the Cam Johnson, the Devin Booker gets you the mid-range, and a pick-and-roll guy like that of Chris Ball, who right up there with John Stockton might be the greatest to ever do it. And the Suns are legit. Are they better than the Golden State Warriors? Well, get back to me after Friday. (laughs) And get back to me once Clay Thompson joins this team. And more importantly... Especially in a game like this, when James Weissman comes back to the Golden State Warriors. And now you have a big, albeit James Weissman, who has still got a long way to go. But at least you have a big that can counter the likes of a JaVale McGee and, more importantly, a DeAndre Ayton. Let's get him another call before we get to the break. Got a phone line open at 888-957-9570 off to Fremont. Art standing by. Art wants to talk about the Warriors and Mr. Looney. What's going on, Art? Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to bring the light. I completely agree with you as far as we need a big man, right? And Looney's not the answer long-term to win a, you know, a championship. But I will say that part of the blame is on Kerr as well because 
he could have done a better job. You know, we needed some presence, right? We we're getting killed on the inside in the paint, right? We had no big man. We had nothing. I mean, for God's sake, at least throw Looney in there, kind of change it up, right? Get the momentum, get some presence, get a big man, big body in there, right? I just think that it's on Kerr. He could have stepped up and just a little bit, you know, he has to have be accountable for part of that loss as well, right? Yeah, I, I don't know how much – and good call there, Art. I don't know how much, you know, Steve Kerr could have done. I mean, I know that he was tinkering with rotations. You could only – you know, Looney – you know, Looney plays a certain number of minutes every game. You can't have him out there for the entire four quarters. You know, he, he's got to be paced. And so, if Looney's not playing, then you don't have anybody is the point. And I think we got sort of caught up, Art – in the small ball, which is so good offensively, and Bielita, you know, drawing and kicking and everybody cutting and Otto Porter's three. Otto Porter, by the way, another huge game tonight. But I think we just got caught up in the small ball offensively, and they had done so well defensively, but forgetting that sometimes this game is not about getting cute. It's not about back doors. It's not about a small team or the little train that could, sometimes it's just about bigs that go in the paint and are good and that'll just beat you over the head. And sometimes you need an answer. Sometimes basketball gets really ugly. It's not complicated. They're small. Let's lob it inside. Get it to DeAndre Ayton because they got nobody that can match up with us. And it's that simplistic. And you can't overthink it for the Warriors aside from going out and getting a big. Now listen. If James Weissman and the meniscus continue to, to plague this Warrior team, and if he's – I don't know where he's at, whether it's a setback. He was expected to be back, I thought, a lot sooner. And I thought for sure he'd be back before Clay Thompson. But if James Weissman – and he's so young, and especially when you're talking about that lower extremities and the injuries with bigs like him, if they want to play on the side and air on the side of caution, and let's say he sits out the majority of the season, let's say he doesn't play in his sophomore year in the NBA – you still got to go out and get a big before the trade deadline, whoever that is. And I'm not saying get rid of we're – not, we're not doing Bradley Beal and, and, and Ben Simmons nonsense again. We're not trading Andrew Wiggins or anybody of any level of significance. But you got to find somebody that's wallowing on the edge of somebody's bench. Find another Otto Porter. Be Elitza. Be smart. But you got to get somebody in here. If it's not James Weissman, you got to get a big that can just counter the likes of the Joker, DeAndre Ayton, a Giannis, did you see him in the NBA Finals? Because James Weissman was supposed to be that guy. And if he's not coming back anytime soon, this is going to resurface. Because you expend so much energy as far as being as good as they have been with defensive rebounds. But that means everybody's got to buy in. Everybody's got to put a body on somebody. Everybody's got to scrap. Everybody's got to get a loose ball. And sometimes it's nice, it's nice not to even worry about that effort and just simply stick somebody out there that's seven feet tall and saying, I got this. You know, guys that play ab- above the rim, that just play in that stratosphere, that, that live in that area code. You can only be small for so long, man. I've said this repeatedly. I've grown up in this. I've grown up with small ball Don Nelson. I've grown up with Steve Kerr prior to the arrival of Mr. Andrew Bogut. And Bogut changed things. And when you look at the Phoenix Suns and you're wondering why they do so well, or that of Milwaukee Bucks, it's that level of balance. When things aren't going well from the outside, and that will happen, you're going to have nights where you just can't shoot it. Well, then you can play ugly and get, you know, get in the paint with a DeAndre Ayton 
until you get back on track from, from long range. I mean, they just have about every component of basketball as it's played in 2021 covered. A pick and roll with arguably the, the greatest to ever do it in Chris Paul, CP3. A do-everything guy and as fluid a player as you're going to see in the NBA with Devin Booker. A three-point shooter in Cam Johnson. A guy who locks you up like that of Mikhail Bridges, who's just a defensive, a defensive specialist. They're good. Are they better than the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, wait and see, man. Tonight didn't mean anything. That's just, that's just one, little, one little speed bump on the road to 82 games. And the Warriors, <laughs> don't forget who's on the way. Clay Thompson, yes. But in a game like this, as important, if not more importantly, you know, let me see James Weissman. And James Weissman was missed tonight. All right, we're going to continue to take your calls. 888-957-9570. The Warriors lose it to the Phoenix Suns. They go to 18-3. and Both teams now at 18-3, and as I talked about. And they will. the rematch is slated for Friday night. Chase is going to go nuts. And I just, look at me, I don't, I don't go stick my neck out on the line and make these sort of predictions. But I feel pretty comfortable about this one. Steph Curry ain't going for 12 points. <laughs> and Mikhail Bridges, if you think you're going to snuff them two nights in a row, guess again. It's the Warriors wrap-up. Dan of home. We're going to continue on 95.7 The Game right after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ball with a dribble. Bouncing on the right side. Holds off quarter, gets him on a hip. Pass over to Shamit. It's a three. There's your ball game. Timeout Warriors. 54.4 to go in the Phoenix Suns. Take a 10-point lead 
And more than a miracle will win their 17th in a row. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. For just the third time this year, the Golden State Warriors lose a basketball game. They fall to the Phoenix Suns, thus ending their seven-game winning streak. And by the way, extending that Phoenix Suns win streak now to 17 straight. Both teams now knotted up at 18-3 and three atop a very competitive Western Conference. They are clearly the two best teams to date in the National Basketball Association. And quite frankly, I don't see that changing from now until the finish line. But we'll wait and see if something materializes over there with the Los Angeles Lakers, but Denver, Dallas, I mean, there's just not a lot there. And maybe it's a, it's a weak year in the NBA, especially out in the Western Conference. Weak aside from two teams named the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. It might go down to them in the regular season, and it might go down to those two when it comes to the Western Conference Finals as well. Time for the Steph Curry three-point update brought to you by Masterclass. Steph has made 101 threes this season including three tonight. More on him coming up in just a bit. Masterclass lets you learn from over 100 world-class instructors anytime, anywhere, and at your pace. Get 15% off your annual membership at masterclass.com slash the game. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. I'm Dan Avone. As we're going to continue to talk about the Golden State Warriors, phone lines open at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Warriors fall tonight in that big Huge, huge contest that everybody in these parts and, quite frankly, throughout the NBA have been talking about Warriors and the Suns, and the Suns get them. And, yo, as bad as Steph Curry played, just the 12 points, right? He had only three threes. This game was still hanging on the balance with just about a minute and a half to go, which, again, just demonstrates the depth of this year's Warrior basketball team. It is not all about Steph Curry. And we have said this repeatedly where we thought, all right, if Steph's having an off night, and I, I was a guy who would hammer this home. I was, you know, I had a level of fear that if the Warriors and Steph Curry was not shooting well, especially late in games, who was that second guy? Who was the third guy that was going to pick it up? Do they have somebody on this year's squad? Or is it all about Steph? As goes Steph, so go the Golden State Warriors until the arrival of Klay Thompson. Well, we have seen on multiple occasions, including a game in which Steph didn't even play against the Detroit Pistons. And Jordan Poole and company picked it up. We have seen games where the first game of the season might have been the first barometer or an omen of things to come for the Warriors where he had an underwhelming contest against the Los Angeles Lakers, yet the Warriors won that game on the road in L.A. And getting back to Jordan Poole and the 28 points tonight, now he's still got a long way to go, and you can still see the development, and you can still see the growth. Sometimes it's two steps forward, a half step back, but this guy is legit. He is a legit double-digit score in the NBA, and I don't think he's even scratched the surface in terms of what it is he can do offensively. I'd be very afraid, Phoenix Suns or anybody else in the NBA, when you're assessing the Golden State Warriors because there's so many unknown components to this team. All right, if I look at the Phoenix Suns and I'm handicapping that team, I know what Chris Paul is going to do. He might be the best to ever do it. But I know exactly what he's – and you know what I want to do with Chris Paul? Force him to his left. He can't shoot a Jimmy going to his left to save his life. Easier said than done. But I know the book's out 
on Chris Paul. We know what Devin Booker can do. Mikael Bridges can lock you up. Good defender. Yes, DeAndre Ayton's good, but I know what I got to do to beat you. Go ahead and try and give me how you defend or handicap the Golden State Warriors. You can't do it. Because if you're going to tell me, well, this is what we got to do to Jordan Poole. No, because Jordan Poole's an unfinished product. By the time you see Jordan Poole and it's May and or June, that dude might be ripping it for 30 a night. You have no idea where his game's going. Jonathan Kaminga, give me the book on him. How are you going to defend him? You have no idea where Jonathan Kaminga might be, not only towards the end of the season, but come next year and in the next two to three years. And then tell me what you're going to do when Clay Thompson joins a team that got off to an 18-2 start. How the hell are you going to defend that, Phoenix? How is anybody going to defend that? Can't do it. It's almost impossible. Absolutely right. Hey, Sterling, let's get to some sound. I want to hear from Coach Kerr. He's talking about the atmosphere in Phoenix tonight and talking about a Warrior team that could have played better. It was a great crowd. Everybody was up and fired up. And it, it, it was really, really fun to uh, feel that atmosphere and that environment. And uh, you know, I, thought, uh, I thought for the most part, we, we competed well and hung in there. I mean, we were right there until the final few minutes and, and had our chances, despite the fact that uh, it's obviously a you know, very poor night for us uh, offensively so but i give them credit they were the better team they deserved to win their home crowd was great uh, but you know, fun to be back in this type of atmosphere yeah that's coach kerr talking about the warriors effort tonight as they fall short losing 104 96 to two teams to get after it once again coming up on friday this time in the home and home we'll come back to san francisco out at chase yeah you know coach kerr is he, he's just seen it all right i mean the dude was once the g he he got drafted by the Phoenix Suns coming out of the University of Arizona. And, of course, he was a GM with that team. I mean, he's just – this is why you have him, because he's played in these games. And he knows just to, like, even keel, level out. We're all right, man. This is just one game in the regular season. As much as we get in the trees, Sports Talk Radio going nuts over this contest, he knows. He knows that this is, this is just a stepping stool. And I think when he's talking about the atmosphere, I translate that as, you know – some of you younger players, namely a Juan Toscano-Anderson, who I'm going to rely on in big games towards the end of the season, towards the middle of the season, Jordan Poole. Everybody on this Warrior team, aside from Draymond and Steph, who've been through these wars, this is a learning experience. They just You can't simulate this stuff. They've never been in games like this. And playing on the road in Phoenix in a game that had a postseason feel to it and every possession is that much more magnified – I mean, did you see Juan Toscano Anderson tonight? The dude looked, he looked out of his mind. I mean, he was hopped up on something. No, he wasn't, but it looked like it. And the reason was, because he certainly was well aware of how big this game was. He never played in a contest in the regular season with this level of importance. And I guarantee you, as bad as he played, and that might be the worst game he's turned in as a brief pro and a member of the the Golden State Warriors. But he'll learn from it, right? I rest assured that the next time these two teams meet, coming up on Friday, he won't have the same numbers. And Juan Toscano-Anderson, like a lot of those young players, you'll learn from huge games like this. Coach Kerr also talking about how the team was in too much of a rush early on offensively. Sterling, give me Kerr once again. 
we had plays where we were instead of coming down and just making the jump stop and finding the open guy, we were just in a rush, you know, making passes on the move where uh, we didn't even have the option to, to stop and assess what was going on. So because we're, we're in a rush, you know, we, we start making some passes that we can't pull back. And all of a sudden they get into a passing lane and we're throwing the ball out of bounds and they're stealing. So, you know, the 23 turnovers, uh, it felt like a lot of them were because we were in a rush and, um, you know, we've, we've got to show more poise. We've got to uh, execute better. Um, and we'll look at the film. And it's uh, probably good um, for us to go through this game, especially early in the season, uh, because it's a good reminder that, you know, we're going to have to get a lot better. Text line saying Curry needed Viagra tonight. I don't think that was it. Curry just had an off night. What's wrong with my unit? <laughs> but this is one of those years, though, I just – I, I've never felt more comfortable, especially when Jordan Poole's feeling it, that if he's having an off night, Coach Kerr, maybe get to a place in your world where you're like, Steph, it's all right, man. I'm going to start running plays for for JP. Let's get Jordan Poole his. Because, quite frankly, I think he can light it up. I think he can, I think he can be you for a night. I ain't going to be you for an extended period of time, but for a night, if he's feeling it, let's let him drive it home. Instead of forcing Steph or expecting Steph, or we've seen it so many times that we know Steph is going to, we know at some point he's going to bust it. He's going to bust out five threes in a row. Here it comes. And you're waiting on something that doesn't happen. Meanwhile, Jordan Poole is just sort of sitting there. Coach Kerr tonight. Waiting for Steph Curry, as was the rest of us. And by the way, you know, speaking of, of Steph and the Golden State Warriors and you know, on a loss, we got to talk about things that they didn't do well. But I'm sorry, this team is just too talented, too young, too exciting to get down after one game. GP2, <laughs> this dude is, you talk about not backing away from big games. And even when it's on the road, when this guy hammers, when this guy dunks, even on the road, you jump out of your seat. And it is, it energizes that team regardless of where they are. When, when it's at home, it chase the place erupts. I mean, that place is going to fold. It's going to come down one night after he dunks. They go bananas. And that's, you know, that's a trend that's beginning, you know, because it's new. Chase is new, right? They're developing a new report, their new team. Well, Gary Payton and his dunks are now beloved, and that's sort of igniting that crowd right now. And even on the road, when they were making that comeback, and it was Jordan Poole and it was GP2 that were leading the way. When the Warriors crept, they got down by as many as nine, and they crept within one. In that fourth quarter, it was those two guys. And when GP2 threw it down with a dunk, man, that's just, it's like nothing else. Maybe a Steph Curry three, I guess, is is on par. But I'm telling you, GP2, another big game tonight. And this guy, as I talked about Juan Toscano-Anderson, I, I felt as though that this game was a little bit too big for him. And he just hadn't played in this sort of environment. And I thought it was very evident early on. This guy just couldn't, he couldn't even dribble anymore. And he had, you had no idea what the hell he was going to do with a basketball. It was scary. But GP2, <laughs> Gary Payton, Gary Payton Jr., Gary Payton the second, whatever you want to call him. This is just another game, man. Let's go, Phoenix. I'm going to dunk on you like I have just about everybody else. I want to hear from Draymond before we get out of here. Can't hear sound without hearing from the man, Draymond Green, who also did not play well. Once again, 23 turnovers, and not by Draymond, but by the team. But Draymond had a lot of them. That led to 19 points 
and he was talking about how this team struggled offensively. Let's hear from Draymond. I think we could have moved more. We were stagnant on the offense, man. And we didn't have much ball movement. We didn't have much player movement. We kind of just struggled to the switches, let them set their defense. So I think we could have moved around a bit more. Obviously, turned the ball over less. And saying all of that, 23 turnovers, right there with three minutes ago, we let it slip away. So we correct the things that we can control. We just fine. You know, we always talk about how Draymond is he's the heart and soul of this team. He's the personality of this team. He's the energy of this team. And sometimes when Draymond, you just don't see the body language or you're just – and maybe it's because, you know, he knew that they had their number tonight. But he leads the way. When he gets involved and is playing with that, that added sort of hop in his step or is buying in on every possession, taking charges, ripping rebounds – and, and just being mouthy and getting into it. But I, sometimes, you know, as it, it seems as though, and it's not often, not hating on Draymond, but Draymond is such an emotional player. But occasionally that emotion goes in the other direction. And sometimes he's so emotional that he checks out of games. And I felt as though tonight it just wasn't Draymond. It just, you know, he missed, a, he missed some layups, which he's got to stop, man. you got to convert. You got to convert on those things. You got to hit your layups, man. Before the end of the half, late in the fourth quarter, I mean, you've got – they're just giving you too much free reign, man. You, you've got to score the basketball. And I think that he compounded things with, with just, you know, the unforced errors. That's not hating on Draymond. That's just sort of what you get with what is arguably the best defender in the game. Some nights, and more often than not, he leads the way emotionally. And then other nights, because he's so emotional, he goes in the other direction. And he could hurt you. Phone lines. Drew, hanging out in the town, wants to talk about putting everything in perspective. Talk to me, Drew. It's just one game, my man. What's going on? Welcome to the show. My man, Devone, how you doing tonight? Good, Drew. What's up? Hey, you know, yeah, you know, it's just one game, and it's the first of this trilogy, which is, you know, unfortunate in, in, in my perspective that they scheduled all three of these games so close together. You know, we – we're not having Clay, and who knows if Iguodala is going to be even back for the Christmas game. So what we're doing now, the Warriors are doing now, it's going to be completely different from March and April when they should have Wiseman back. They should have Clay hitting his stride. I mean, so people getting wrapped up in one game tonight. But you know, you like you were saying earlier, you could tell it was just not a good vibe going into the first quarter. They just didn't start out. They're missing layups and. You know, I called earlier and talked to uh, to you guys, you and Shamari Block last week uh, about the Achilles heel with these guys, and it's turnovers. I mean, you know, you have half of the turnovers they had tonight, and they probably eke out a victory. But you know, they got to get that down. They know it's a problem, and I just don't understand why they can't they, they curtail that and, and work make that work out. But going forward. Friday night, you know, it's going to be at the at the town or the Chase Center. I'll be there. All the fans will be rocking, and let's see if round two, it's a four four round fight coming up. Round two, what you know, the the Warriors bounce back. But I appreciate it, Devon. Have a good night. You as well, Drew. Thanks so much for the call. And yeah, you were, you know, Drew had talked about the turnovers, and that's something that you just, you know, you live and die with this Warrior team. They're going to turn the ball over. Right, you take the good with the bad. But again, when you're 18 and two, you can't point at turnovers as being some sort of an Achilles heel. When you want to push, 
and you want to play the full 94 feet and you want to go small ball, you're going to turn the ball over. It's the unforced errors. It's some of those that are just make no sense. And there are times that you just like, yeah, that, that was going nowhere. What were you thinking, Draymond? And watch Scott Anderson, which just again, you know, and I'm not picking on this guy. Uh, I, I'll refuse to do that because he's going to give you more good than bad. But tonight was just sort of indicative of how big this game was for everybody, and especially a young player who just got wide-eyed, man. He just got – he had never been on a floor with that level of importance. And I would tell Juan Toscano Anderson, you know, when you puncture a defense and you break it down and get into the paint, throw down on somebody. Get to the rim. He's looking to kick too much. He's looking to set people up. You know, there's sometimes when he's got, you know, that explosive first step, Maybe he just needed to get fouled, go to the line, hit a free throw or two just to calm himself down, see the ball go into the hoop. But Juan Toscano Anderson would get in the paint and immediately he's looking to dish to the corner. I don't care who it's sitting out on the corner at a three, and I know Otto Porter hit a couple of threes, and they, he was the benefactor of some, uh, uh, excuse me, some Juan Toscano Anderson passes, but you see this all the time in the NBA. Juan Toscano Anderson, if you get into the paint and you break down a defense, go to the rim, my man. One of two things are going to happen. You're either going to score or you're going to get fouled. If you kick, I don't care how wide open Otto Porter, Steph Curry are behind the three-point line, the higher percentage shot is you two feet from the hoop if you're open. And that's sort of this accepted way in basketball these days. I literally saw Joel Embiid the other night. Joel Embiid went right to left through the lane, had two steps on a guy. I'm waiting for him to throw down a dunk. Instead, he kicked it out to the corner. And I think it was, you know, Seth Curry or Danny Green that was hoisting a three that he clanked. And I'm listening to the announcers expecting, like, well, what's Joel Embiid doing? You're seven feet tall. Dunk the basketball. Instead, it was Joel Embiid kicks to the corner. Shot missed as we get back on defense. No, how is that accepted in the NBA these days? Suddenly, it's this sort of accepted formula. Yeah, bigs, you get into the paint, kick to somebody out in three-point territory. You know, sometimes, if you're a big, just go to the rim, dunk on somebody, or get fouled. Be a dog. Yeah, you don't always have to live out on the perimeter. Not everything in the game these days has to be about the three. Just look at DeAndre Ayton tonight. And I quietly like DeAndre Ayton. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, He's old school. And, And I've talked about, you know, James Weissman. And I always compared him because people will always do this. Well, he can be DeAndre Ayton. Well, first of all, don't dismiss DeAndre Ayton because he's a good basketball player. He is not nearly the sort of project like that of a James Weissman. And I'm also a big fan of James Weissman. But with James Weissman, what I would do, what I would put on his plate when he comes back to the Golden State Warriors, I would say, see that big dude over there with the Phoenix Suns? That's you. That's you until you can prove to me or until we put more on your plate and move you a little bit further from the hoop. Because some of the things that you can do, DeAndre Ayton can't even dream of. He can't put the floor ball on the deck and get to the rim. He can't go rim to rim like you can, like I've seen you do. James Weissman, I've seen you snare a rebound, throw it around your back, go the full length of the court, and then dunk on people. But I've also seen you frequently run over people and have no idea where you were on the court. So guess what we're going to do? We're just going to keep you in the dunker spot, going to keep you in the paint. You're here to protect the rim. You're here to get rebounds and see that big ugly over there, DeAndre Ayton, you get in his grill. 
You block his shot or you man him up. That's all you do for now. And if you complete that assignment, well, then we'll move you a little further away from the hoop. We might even isolate you. And then you can do you. We'll move you away incrementally from the hoop. The more you can prove to me and give me a level of confidence that you can be a big. But let's start in the paint. Because the bigs these days are getting so far away from what it is that I think they're most effective at. If you're seven feet tall and you got talent, give me a jump hook from five feet away. I don't need to see you, Kristaps Porzingis, hoisting a three or going between your legs and trying to go no look from 94 feet and dropping dimes. No, I got point guards and wings that can do that. Sometimes it's nice to see a DeAndre Ayton get your ass on the block, throw it into you, and just square your shoulders and shoot a seven-footer. Sterling, why I'm getting upset. I think we should end the show. It's my man Sterling behind the glass, of course, throughout the entire Golden State. What is your title with the uh, Warriors? I, I mean, it's so long and lengthy and impressive. I can't even repeat it. What do, they, what do you do, Sterling, for the NBA, for the Warrior game? I am the Warriors network coordinator. So Tim Roy, Jim Barnett, the other guy we can't say. Uh, um, I am in charge of getting them on the air, making sure all the sound bites are right, and making sure that they're taken care of. Whether it's play-by-play or color commentary, I am the man in control on the board through the entire game, you pre are the, and post. The man, period. Right. It does not happen with our man Sterling. Sterling, thanks again tonight, and of course, thanks to all of you for listening. Of course, we got the full lineup coming tomorrow to break down the Golden State Warriors, starting with the morning roast as the Warriors lose again to the Phoenix Suns. They fall to eighteen and three. This is Dan Avone for the Warriors wrap up. I will see you soon. Until then, good night, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.